What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the show, the podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Another week. Another great week of MLB The Show. Another great week to talk MLB The Show. Today, we're going to accomplish a couple things. Um, we're going to give you guys... I'm gonna, Who's we? Me. I. Me. This person in this chair. I am going to give you guys a team update, a God Squad update, that you guys know where I'm at. I'm currently ranked... Uh, last I checked, it was 743, I think. 753. Somewhere in that range in ranked seasons. Didn't make the full, full excuse me, World Series push yet. I did finish the ranked program, so at this point, making World Series is moot, other than getting the stupid banner. Um, but I'll make a run. I'm going to make a run. Plus, the season, the ranked season, is a lot longer. So, we're going to make a push. Uh, but I will show you the God Squad where we're at. There have been some additions, because I went flawless again. And then two days later, I went 12-1. and one. So I got like 300,000 subs from that, because I got Shohei, and I got Mookie Betts. So you'll see some upgrades. I will let you know what those upgrades are. Obviously, I will point them out, let you know still where I need to go. Speaking of BR, I can't believe it, but I'm doing BR runs and I'm doing them well. So yesterday, Monday, I put on YouTube a BR tips video. It is not a BR tips video like maybe a lot of people have encountered before. I can't help you win the game. Everybody manages games a little bit differently. So what I did was I took you through a draft. We did a BR draft from start to finish. All 26 players. I showed you how to build the lineup. I showed you what I'm looking for at positions and pitchers and bullpen and this and that. How you're going to use a bench in the new day of the designated hitter. I hope it's helpful because I think the best slash most important thing uh, about Battle Royale is approaching the draft. Don't just fly through it. Take your time. There is no extra award for rushing through the draft have a plan think through each round strategize i think that's the best way to get good br teams so it's on youtube already it went live the day i'm recording this you guys can go back and look at it uh how to go flawless in battle royale via draft advice uh but the the crux of today's episode we're going to be talking about the patch that went live late last week the patch was good and bad and we're going to talk specifically about my opinions on things. Um, generally speaking, patches are very good. Patches mean that they are aware of problems and that they're fixing them. But it's not so simple all the time. So um, let's just dive right in. Let's go talk about my God Squad right now. So not a ton has changed in the outfield. Actually, nothing has changed in the outfield. I have Christian Yelich P5 and left. What's great about him at P5, I hit the wrong button, is that he gets to 80 in the field. He becomes gold. And Lord, does that help. It, it honestly actually does. Um, and P5, he's disgusting. I'm hitting 473 with him online in 222 at-bats. That's mostly all-star, but now a handful of Hall of Fame games as well. This, he's disgusting. Sosa still in center. Soto still in right. Uh, this is where the changes begin to happen now. I have Munataka Murakami playing first base. You can't see him if you're on YouTube because my face is in front of him. But here's Murakami. He's my new first baseman. I've kicked Mark McGuire to the curb. I booted his ass out of here. Not a fan. Simply not a fan of the American League collection Mark McGuire. So if you're out here trying to still figure out which collection you should prioritize, in my opinion, it's the National League. If you're trying to get Jeter, you're going to have to do both. But I would do National League first. Get him. Get Sosa. He's at Sosa's insane. Sosa's absolutely unbelievable. McGuire is horrible. Jeter's very, very, very good. All of this is to say, Murakami is at first base replacing McGuire. Turner is still at second. 
Jeter is still at short. And why was I able to get Murakami over to first base? Because Chipper Jones is here. We've gotten Chipper Jones. Going uh, flawless for a second time helped me get Shohei Otani. Shohei Otani, we sold him for whatever amount of stubs he was, roughly 150, 160. And we bought more cards to complete, not complete, but get to the next tier of collections, and we got Chipper. I think Chipper Jones is the clear first pick in that pack, followed by Babe Ruth, followed by Pedro. Chipper Jones is incredible. Uh, right now, catching is still uh, Kensuke Kondo. I do want to get JT Real Muto. I think he's going to be my next expenditure. Uh, and Giancarlo Stanton is never leaving the designated hitter spot. He's hitting 478 and 180 at-bats with 52 nuki dukies, and he's on his way to P5. The bench really hasn't changed a bunch. I put Bregman on there. I put switch hitting Anthony Santander on there because he's one of the cards I bought with all the stubbies that I found myself rich with. Uh, but the rotation is significantly changed since the last time we spoke. My 12-1 run gave me Mookie Betts. That was 150,000 stubs. Roki Sasaki basically also cost 150,000 stubs. So it was a wash there. I just sold Mookie, bought Sasaki. So Sasaki's my ace. Uh, he will have a video actually this Thursday for how to pitch with Roki Sasaki. You guessed it. Uh, that'll be out on Thursday. Make sure you watch, like, subscribe. Bob Feller is my new number two. I got him for going flawless out of the flawless pack. I've heard mixed reviews on Bob Feller. Either you are disgusting with him or <laughs> you really hate him a lot because he doesn't locate his pitches. I don't, not, I don't know yet. I haven't used them. I will get back to you and report my findings. Bob Gibson is my three. Yu Darvish is my four. I didn't want to get Yu Darvish while I was pitching on All-Star because I feel like he was going to get destroyed. But apparently on Hall of Fame and especially Legend, Yu Darvish is disgusting. Again, haven't done that for myself yet. I will come back to you with reviews. And I might be the only person on planet Earth who thinks Paul Blackburn Charisma card's a good card. Um, in 51 and a third innings, we have a 2.1 ERA with the man. 26 strikeouts. He doesn't strike anybody out, but he gets a lot of ground balls, and that's that's my favorite way of pitching. Uh, so Paul Blackburn is here. The bullpen, nothing crazy. Uh, we added tops now Michael King. We added Captain Trevor Hoffman so we can get a boost with our relief cards. Soto, King, Loisica, and um, that might be it, actually, plus Hoffman. So the bullpen's taking shape. Bullpen's tough right now. It's really hard to come by. If you guys have other reliever cards that you guys are using that I'm not and you like them, please let me know because I'd love to hear your thoughts on what's working and what's not. Uh, but this is the God Squad. I'm enjoying it. I, I think it's a lot of fun. It's not perfect, um, but I'm finally caught up on all the things I really needed to be uh, caught up on. So now we just start buying cards. I've got almost 100K stubs, 96.5. Um, we got some room to wheel and deal. You know, I'm not out here trying to spend it all at once. That's why I haven't purchased more cheap collection cards. Uh, but, you know, we're going to pick and choose. We're going to be wise. So now let's, guys, let's talk about this patch, right? So let me see if I can do this effectively here. Uh, boom. Okay. So let's talk about this patch. Game Update 3 came out on April 13th. You guys are listening to this on April 18th. So five days ago, the patch happened. The patch solved some stuff, but also rebroke something. <laughs> so we'll get there. We're just going to read down the list. In general, the Jackie Robinson Day uniform update is now available within Road to the Show and Franchise. Uh, by the way, the Jackie Robinson pack, the charity pack, is available to buy on the PlayStation Store. It's $4.99. I bought it. Um, you're not buying it for help in the game. 
you get 5,000 stubs and some bat skins. You're buying it because it goes for a good cause. SDS donated like upwards of $850,000 last year from last year's Jackie Robinson packs, and it actually was given out in scholarship money, and it's, it's a great cause. If you have $5 laying around, just, I'm not going to tell you how to spend your money, but I did it. I suggest you do it as well, but, you know, ultimately people can support in whichever ways they choose. Uh, but next, they fixed an issue where catchers could not pick off while player locked. I don't know what that means. I guess that means like road to the show player. Lo I don't know. That doesn't impact my life. In Diamond Dynasty fixed an issue where users would see a loss screen prior to starting a game in the playoffs of many seasons. Um, also never experienced that. I also don't give a crap about many seasons. I, I don't want to I don't want to go near it. Uh, fixed an issue where an NLB player's card would remain on screen during an at bat. I've had that. That happens with more than just NLB cards, by the way. Uh, online head-to-head. -head. Fix several crashes that could occur in online play. That's great, except my co-op game with the homies the other night froze and, and ultimately didn't work. So, I guess crashing is not the same as freezing, but let's start fixing stuff. You know, let's, let's fully fix things. In co-op, fix the freeze that could occur while making defensive adjustments. Well, in my co-op game, there was a foul ball hit. And that froze the game. <laughs> A foul ball, and then like the bottom of the eighth or top of the ninth, I don't remember the situation. We were up by one. A foul ball to the third baseline. Froze the game. Uh, fixed an additional issue where bullpen displays could remain on screen. I haven't encountered that. I did have where the defensive shift alignment screen stays on screen for some reason. And it stayed there the entire time. Uh, in Road to the Show, fixed an issue in custom practice where pitches would not go to the selected location. Ah, well, that seems to be a trend with pitching this year, and it not working. Uh, March to October, don't play it. And franchise, fixed an issue that would display incorrect amateur players. I don't care about that. Fixed an issue where a user was taken to the creative stadium section when selecting a stadium to play for Futures game. That's kind of weird. Fixed a visual bug that could display the wrong hot-cold momentum. That's a problem, because that entire mode, March to October, is about hot-cold momentum. But whatever. Miscellaneous. I know that's not how you say it. Miscellaneous. Various player emotion animations will now display correctly. Thank goodness. Various user interface adjustments. That's what UI stands for. User interface. Various commentary updates and adjustments. That's whatever. Added player numbers to helmets for the Yankees uniforms. Oh, joy. Resize the Jumbotron. Well, at City Field. Thank the effing lord they did that because that was pure comedy queuing into a game at City Field. All right, so this is what we need to talk about now. I have been saying since the game dropped that pitching, pinpoint specifically, but really pitching in general, needed to be tuned. Was the game supposed to be this way? Was the pitching supposed to be underpowered? I don't know. But I think we have some insight now. Because I think SDS has basically told us in what I'm about to read that their intent was to make pitching less OP, and but now they've realized it's not OP enough, so they've, they've balanced it. So let's read. Gameplay balance change, pitch accuracy tuning. By the way, sorry. In gameplay update 2, they fixed the thing where the pitches Superman rise. Yeah, that's back now. So they need to fix that again. But let's go back to this. We've heard the frustrations regarding pitching and perfect input inputs, excuse me, not feeling as rewarding as we'd like. So we've made the following adjustments. First of all, we're going to take this piece by piece here. First of all, I appreciate that. They heard the feedback. 
And not only did they hear, hear the feedback, they took the time to write this little, little essay for us. They didn't have to do that. They could have just said, boom, F you, here are the pitching changes. No. They listened to us and they communicated with us. I love that. They made the following adjustments. Reduced frequency of pitches landing directly on the edge of the par. This benefits all pitching interfaces. Guys, that has bothered me to no end for weeks. And I've made it abundantly clear both on YouTube videos and podcast episodes. When a pitch is supposed to land within the par, it should not mostly be outside of it. So thank God that is fixed. And I'm back on pinpoint now, and I can confirm that is fixed. Cleaned up some of the known instances where pitches could land outside of the par. Again, very stupid and silly. Glad that's fixed. Artwork tuning, where the perfect accuracy region par was not displaying at the true size. That's a problem. Was a problem. Remove the par display post-pitch while slide-stepping, as there is an accuracy penalty that is not accounted for within the initial par. That's That makes sense to me. That's fair. And here we go. More communication. It's important to note that the core benefit of using pinpoint pitching above the other interfaces is that it generates the smallest par. Not necessarily that it's the most accurate within the par. It's an important distinction to make. They kind of are similar. But you do have to make this disclaimer because technically speaking, there is still some level of RNG involved in where it lands within the par. These changes will help improve pitching accuracy across the board for all pitching interfaces. And we anticipate these changes will be most prevalent within pinpoint pitching. We want pitching to feel more rewarding, and these changes will lead to an improved experience with all pitching interfaces. Thank you for the clips, examples, and communication. We will continue monitoring the status through streams, telemetry, and playtesting as this game update goes live. I also want to say that there was some worries in the community, and rightfully so, that tuning pitching to make it better would ruin the hitting experience that we have right now. I think hitting is the, maybe not the best, but like damn near close to the best it's been in MLB The Show in a long time. I don't think this really drastically changed that. I think, of course, pitching is better, but I still think it's easy, easier, I should say easier, easier to hit than it has been in the past. So I'm happy that it was a balance that didn't destroy what we were enjoying, right? I think that's, that's fair. Um... And we have one more update here. Less, I don't care as much about captains as other people do. Maybe because we haven't gotten the juicy ones yet. But they lowered the player requirements for captain tiers. Live series captains serve as an important role in the Diamond Dynasty landscape, as of four weeks ago. Uh, providing incentive for completing collections, enabling easily accessible theme teams, and adding utility to live series cards. All accurate. We found these captains aren't being used as frequently as we'd like even in theme teams. So we've lowered the squad building requirements for each tier of every live series captain card. I like that. For example, previous captains would need five players for tier one. Now they only need four. We hope this will be increase the utility of these captains and make live series cards more viable in ranked play. We will continue to monitor and balance captain cards in a similar fashion throughout the year. They said they were going to do this early on in the game cycle, early on in the developer streams when they first announced captains. They said that they will monitor and make adjustments if necessary. Uh, and I'm glad they are. I'm glad they are. Because it means they're listening, and it means they're paying attention. Last year, it felt like they put out MLB The Show 22, and then said, see you guys in 23. It doesn't feel like that this year. It actually feels like they care. And that means something to me. Not just to me, like, sentimentally, but like, it, it should mean something to you as, as a consumer of this game who purchases it every year. Um, they're listening. 
Now, their ability to code correctly <laughs> and not break more shit has nothing to do with their nice communication. Eventually, they're going to have to stop effing things up. They removed the pitch warp, which was confirmed removed. It didn't happen anymore. Then they fixed, quote-unquote, pitching, and now the warp is back. So pitching works, but the warp is back. Can we make everything work, please? Because, like, I don't understand. I don't understand why we just can't have nice things. The warp doesn't happen a ton, and that's the worst part about it because it's unpredictable. And it's not always a warp pitch that lands six feet out of the zone. Sometimes it'll start on a corner and go right into the guy's barrel. It happened to me today in a BR game. So there are still things that need to be done. I am happy they're listening. I am happy all of our clips and all of our communication was done appropriately. I think people are, generally speaking, so in love with MLB The Show 23, or at least in like with MLB The Show 23, that the way in which complaints were handled was respectful. MLB The Show 22, there was no respectful, well, not no, but like very little respectful commentary. It's been respectful so far. So things that I'd still like to see are the removal of pitch warping. I do still think captain cards are a little too difficult to, not difficult to use, but the requirements are too strict, too high. I would like to see that changed again. But let's see how it plays out now that they've made this one change. I'd also like to see the freezes and the crashes just be eliminated already. It is frustrating that every year they have to say that they're fixing them, which I'm, I'm not saying they're not fixing them. I'm sure they're doing their best, but things still remain. There are still issues with freezing, with random foul balls that crash games. There's some issue with the code and the way certain instances trigger each other and then their relationship breaks the game. It is absurd to me that a team of developers, professional developers, on an enormous title at a pretty decently sized studio that's owned by effing Sony can't afford to fix this stuff. I don't know where we go from here with that. It's not as rampant as it has been in the past. I don't play super high-level competitive, but I know in the high-level competitive community, there is a lot of intentional freezing. At least there has been in the past. I don't know if that's the same thing in 23. Hopefully things like that have been removed. Um, it's also ironic that the high-level competitive community is, is the place where the freezing happens on purpose. That just is silly to me. But... That's high, neither here nor there. Um, I just think it's time for these things to be addressed in their entirety. Because it can be frustrating. You never know what situation you might find yourself in. And then a game freezes. And then you sit there frozen for hours. Or maybe you just quit because you don't care. But some people sit there for hours. And it's frustrating. Uh, but all in all, a good gameplay update. We have now had three gameplay updates. And the game has been out essentially a month at this point. They will become fewer and farther between as we get into the cycle. But I think last year we ended up around 20-some-odd game updates. So, and none of them were super substantial, by the way. They were all stupid little things. But, technically speaking, we had about 20-something game updates. I'm hoping they continue listening to our feedback. I'm hoping they continue to perfect this game. Because this game has so much potential that a lot has already been reached. But, like, it's got even more than what we've seen so far. So, I hope... 
the patch has treated you guys well. I hope Pinpoint is back to working for everybody. I hope pitches aren't warping right down the dick hole uh, like they are for me. But thank you guys for listening. Another week of the show, the podcast in the books. I can't wait to talk to you all soon. We got more things to discuss, opinions to give. Uh, probably going to yawn next week because I am running out of steam in my professional career. I am exhausted. But thank you guys for listening. I love you all. See you next time.